This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. I'm Helen Farmer and this is the Farmer's Kitchen podcast brought to you by Spinney's on Dubai Eye 103.8. We are talking food, bringing together cookies and cars and coffee. If you're a petrol head, you will love our new find Flat 12 Cafe. Co-founder Faisal is telling us more. Wonder with Nada filled us in on the latest eateries around town from... What she said, an incredible Turkish breakfast platter to a cafe that has gone viral on Instagram. Is it worth a visit or should you just keep it on your screen? Cece bringing us a taste of Austria with 50 types of cake. We had celebrity chef and modern day disruptor chef Jan Bernard Lejard talking art and food painting plates on a grand scale. I was chatting to chefs behind the new Laguna Beach Taverna and Spinneys have got some scary treats for Halloween. So trick or treat, you'll be ready. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. So here on Dubai Eye 103.8, we like taking you out and about. Sometimes that's in real life with the vents and tours and sometimes it's right here on the radio. And this is one for... You petrol heads out there who also enjoy a good cup of coffee too. We're learning now about Flat 12 and delighted to be speaking to Faisal now, one of the men behind it, one of six brothers. Faisal, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm intrigued how this comes together. I love cars. I love cafes. Um, so where did it begin for you? How long have you been um, yeah, a petrol head, for want of a better phrase? Where did your love of cars come from? Uh, Petrohead since birth, I think. Uh, really? I think if, yeah, if you can if you can dissect our DNA in the family, <laughs> you can find uh, some kind of petrol in it. There's petrol but in the yeah. blood. And w- tell us about that then. What what kind of cars were you growing up around? Uh, all kinds of cars. But, I mean, back in the day, we didn't have uh, race tracks here, so we used to watch a lot of rallying, whether it's cross country rallying in the desert or uh, special stage rallying. So uh, that was. Uh, that was the type of racing we used to watch. And then, uh, you know, the cars from the era. You have been involved in motorsports. You've worked on the first F1 GP in the UAE. You're currently the GM of Dubai Autodrome. Faisal, what do you drive now? Or, or if you've got a list, what's your favourite? <laughs> I have I have a Lancia Delta, which is a rally car. <sighs> not, for, not for the mean streets of Dubai. Surely not on Shakeside uh, Road or Beach Road. Or do you? Not really, no. But back in the day, you had to build rally cars for the road in order to race in the, uh, in, the, in the actual rally championship. So this is one of the road cars that was built to be eligible for racing. And you are bringing this love of cars to a cafe. Tell us about, well, first of all, Flat 12. Tell us about the name. What's it about? Flat 12 is, uh, is, is a mix between two things. There is uh, it's, a, it's an engine layout, basically, that, that uh, has not been used for a very long time. In the same time, it sounds like a flat white coffee, so that's why we picked the name for the, for, for the, for the whole club and the, the, uh, the, the restaurant. Tell us about the club. Well, the club started a few years ago, in the same place I'm sitting right now, in, in uh, the Majlis, and... Uh, my brothers and I were discussing that there is a lot of interesting, classic, and very rare cars in the UAE, but we don't see them because people don't have a reason to, to bring them out. So um, then we decided to start that Instagram page, and that's where it all started, where uh, basically if you see an, an interesting car, take a picture of it, post it, and tag us, 
and we would repost. Um, that uh, then helped us to create a database of people with interest in cars and people with interest in cars. Mm -hmm. So uh, we started doing, I don't want to call them events, they were just meetups for people with mainly vintage cars, but anything that's uh, rare and interesting, anything that has uh, character. And now you're um, coming together in a, in a physical space as well at, at Flat 12. Could tell us a little bit about the decision to open a cafe, because that's no light undertaking, even for six brothers. Why, why choose to open a, a physical space? So it's, 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 different, it's different reasons. The main reason was that every time we did one of those car meets or events, people were saying we need to do more of them. Mm -hmm. So we came to the conclusion that this community needs to have a home. Um, and uh, a place to 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 gather and and talk cars basically. So uh, that was the, the 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 trigger that that started it uh, all. And then uh, of course we needed to find the perfect location. Once we found the perfect location, we discovered a new talent with Hussein, uh, my brother, and the food was actually way better than we uh, we expected. So. Uh, it's, we like to call it uh, food with a view. So good food, and you're looking at what we love the most, which is cars. So there are cars in the space. There's some great artwork on the walls as well. We're going to talk about the menu next. We're talking food, of course, as ever, on Farmer's Kitchen with me, Helen Farmer, and in conversation now with Faisal Salawi. He is one of six brothers behind Flat 12. Um, if you want to get in touch, ask any questions, or equally, if you want to share what you're driving or the car of your dreams, we'd love to hear from you here on Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Helen Farmer with you and we are bringing together uh, the, the love of cars and coffee. We have got co-founder Faisal Al-Salawi joining us of Flat 12, one of six brothers who've opened up the space dedicated to some twin loves. So let's talk about what's on the menu. Faisal, you said you were a bit surprised by just how good some of the, the talent amongst your family was. What's on there on the menu? Um, there's there's a few types of dishes. We, we, we're, uh, we're a pizzeria also, so we have really good pizza. Um, I would definitely recommend the burgers and the hot dogs. And we tried to be very traditional uh, with with some dishes and and just make sure that the way I like to call it is it's clean, it's uh, it's comfort food, but with premium fresh ingredients. And other dishes would need you to be a bit adventurous and uh, open-minded, like the zaatar uh, croissant uh, pudding. Ooh, that's interesting. Exactly. Sweet, savory. Yeah, it's it's not just that. There's ice cream on top of it and Nutella in there also. <laughs> so so um, you have to come with an open mind when you order that one. It sounds fun, though. Amit's saying the Lancia Delta was my favorite toy car growing up. So you've got cars in the space, is that right? Yes. What can we see? It depends. Uh, they keep changing. It's, it's anything from a modern uh, supercar to a 19... Uh, 32 uh, Grand Prix car. Uh, it's, a, it's a Bugatti that participated in the Casablanca Grand Prix in the 30s. Um, or, uh, or sometimes even modern uh, race cars. So the cars are constantly uh, rotating. I mean, you were talking about it being an art gallery earlier, that there is some art on display there. Um, we really consider the cars uh, being art and, and Flat 12 being the gallery.
Um, I want to squeeze in one last question from Mike saying, um, if Faisal could only choose one car to drive for the rest of his life, what would it be? <laughs> That's a hard question. Oh, tough question. <laughs> tough question. Go on, have a go. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a McLaren F1. Okay, why not? Aim high. Faisal, thank you so, yeah. so much. Where can we find Flat 12? You can find us uh, in uh, Port Rashid in uh, Marina Cube's uh, street and uh, on social media, uh, Flat 12 Cafe. Sounds like a fab one for the weekend and as you say, kind of a real meeting of minds for the car community and coffee lovers too. Faisal, really appreciate it. All the best to the family and have a lovely weekend ahead. Cars and coffee. There you go. Don't say I never give you anything. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Delighted to welcome to the studio Wonder with Nada. That's how I know her, how I follow her, um, who creates gorgeous cultural foodie tours around Dubai, sharing her knowledge in real life and online and on the radio as well. Nada, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm really well, really well. I've had a nice mix of staying in and going out this week because my husband's birthday. Ooh, it, how old? The big, the big four zero. The big four zero. Yeah, he's, he was three months behind me, so he had three months of being like, well, you wouldn't know this because you're in your 40s oh, now. And I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Well, happy birthday to him. He's finally caught up, but he's one of these people that is like, if we go out, absolutely no singing. In fact, I don't even think I want to go out. It's too much hassle. And I was like, can we just do something? Because if we don't, we're going to be on the sofa. You're going to fall asleep watching stand up. And that's not how I want you to spend your 40th. Exactly. So on his birthday, which was Wednesday, we went to a restaurant with an unusual name. It's called The Nice Guy. The Nice Guy. The Nice Guy. Okay. And it has opened up just... 10, 15 days ago in the spot where Al Nafora was. So imagine you're looking at Emirates Towers and Al Nafora was on the right-hand side. Yep. So big space. And it's Italian, not kind of super fine dining, which I'm totally good with. So we had the most amazing meatballs Ooh. and um, pizza. We had um, just pasta, pizza, but palm, eggplant palm, just really hearty, great food. But there was a bit of a, a twist and you as being someone who I know loves taking photos of food and sharing your experiences. So you approach the door and there's a plaque that says, no photos, please. And I'm, oh. like, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> so were they serious? Yeah. So you weren't allowed to what, like take no. photos of the food? You can take a photo of the food. You cannot take a photo of the space. Okay. And I said, oh, can I take a photo of my husband? It's his birthday. And she was like, it's a, a grey area. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is this is actually really interesting because I just had no then inclination to take any photos and you were just there to enjoy the we had to talk to each other (laughs) we had to be in the moment no my phone I was a very good girl my phone very much stayed in my handbag but what they do have and because it is a big space they've kind of separated it into I mean you'll have to go to their Instagram not mine to see (laughs) it Um, but they've kind of created almost like mini majlis around the outside this kind of beautiful overhanging ceiling in these booths and then they've got a lounge at the back and in the lounge they've got a photo booth oh so, wow so, so you, you go and take photos you can there go in so instead of on your phone yeah. you can take it in their booth you go in and it's very cool so they send photos to you straight away but food was great it was rammed oh wow rammed two weeks after opening super popular and on a weekday too Wednesday night we were there at 7.45 because <laughs> that's what time I eat <laughs> yes <laughs> and um, very popular lots of Emirati crowd in there it was vibey great music kind of 90s R&B so that I would say but let me know on 4001 how would you feel about having a bit of a phone and photo ban Mm -hmm. now speaking of social media 
you've brought us some restaurants, cafes, eateries that have kind of captured your imagination. The first one, La Nena, is one that has gone somewhat viral. Tell us more. Absolutely. So like yourself, I saw it on social media and I was like, all right, where is this place? I have to, you know, go check it out. So I did. And this place is in El Coz. It's both a cafe and a concept store. Um, so it's kind of like a love child between an art gallery and a furniture store, to be very precise. Mm-hmm. Um, they center their collection of homeware around modern modern urban living, and they really stock these very minimalistic items uh, with touches of color or very eye-catching designs, uh, which are meant for everyday use. So I'm talking everything from like lamps, candles, vases, tableware. Every piece is actually very different, and they're all hand-designed or hand-finished. Um, it's a company that's actually originally from the uh, Galicia region in Spain. So they've got this made-in-Spain uh, seal on all their products. Um, they work with local artisans as well. So you can actually go there, shop around, and then also sit down at their in-house cafe, uh, which serves excellent coffee. They also have pastries, they've got salads, just a a lot of delicious items. Uh, I myself had a uh, Nutella brownie and an Americano, and I just thought it was a beautiful vibe. (laughs) The reason it seems to have caught the imagination of kind of content creators and the the social media crowd is is for that aesthetic, which feels... I mean, looking at the videos, it feels like you're in some kind of posh cave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Oh my God, you could not have said it better. <laughs> yes. Is, is, is that how it feels in real life? It does, yes. A posh cave. And, you know, again, when you walk in, it's got the cavey colors, right? You see like the beige, the sandy brown. Uh, and then all of the pieces that they also have on display are in that same kind of theme or same colors. All very tonal, all very Instagram. It's also dog friendly. It is dog friendly, yes. Yeah, I mean, so. maybe not all dogs. I'm not sure I would take my dog. So is it? Is it... Fashion and, I guess, kind of form over function. Would you go back to have a Nutella brownie and a coffee? I definitely would. So it's pretty, it's peaceful and it's pure. So I think those three P's sum up the concept behind the place. And it's a great place for coffee and design lovers. If you fancy having a little nosy, it is La Nena Coffee, L-A. N-E-N-A coffee and as you say in Alcoz there um, well worth a little look if you fancy, fancy some of your content going viral up next we are going to be exploring Amelia um, a restaurant that's got a very interesting inspiration at the heart of it Wonder with Nada joining us here on Farmer's Kitchen I'm Helen Farmer join the conversation where are you going this weekend you're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8 with Spinneys eat well live well Wonder with Nada is in the studio talking about where she's been recently and where she's going next as well. Now, you, as I said, often are seen around taking groups of, or sometimes families, friends, sometimes corporates as well on cultural and foodie tours. And I was just saying, like, you know, it's it's busy season. How do you do it all? And you've got a very elegant and very fun solution for people who want to explore Dubai without necessarily needing a host. Tell us more about that, Nada. Yeah, so uh, myself, Wander Veneta, and another company, Frying Pan Adventures, have actually launched a foodie scavenger hunt uh, so that people who actually want to both eat and solve a murder mystery crime, (laughs) entirely fictional, can actually do that in old Dubai without having a guide on site. Uh, So all they do is download a phone app and then 
uh, once they log into to our game, they're able to follow the, the clues we've left them. They actually have to solve a lot of cryptic puzzles um, on the app. And as they do, this. eat as well. So it gets really, <laughs> does not really, I think, like beat um, just, you know, being in, in such a great environment um, in the old part of town. And um, what are some of the foodie highlights along the way? Well, that I cannot disclose. (laughs) That's even more exciting. Only because you actually have to solve the the clues to be able to find those food places. And and how long... First of all, how hungry should you be? Oh, you should definitely be, I would say, close to starving. And, and uh, we have enough trousers. food. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and very comfortable shoes. Uh, we have enough food to help, um, you know, you get full over the course of four hours uh, and even less if someone's opting for a shorter uh, game. So how do people find out more and sign up for that? On our website. So if you go over to wanderwithnether.com or Frying Pan Adventures, all of the information is available there. Love it. Now, we're talking now about Amelia, which is inspired by... Um, you know, I don't know if you know, but they've got these books called Little uh, Little People, Big Dreams. Oh. And it's a way, it's like a children's book that introduce children to people of note. You know, everyone from, you know, Nelson Mandela to Dolly Parton. And my children have the Amelia Earhart one and they absolutely love it. And she is the inspiration I'd say an unsurprising source of inspiration for this restaurant. Tell, <laughs> exactly. tell us more. So this is a Beirut-born restaurant that's named and plays um, pays homage to Amelia Earhart, who was the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. And so it's actually inspired by the diversity of flavors that are born from the culinary romance between Japan and Peru. Ooh, two very different uh, cuisines, right? So it's got this Nikkei cuisine, and I'm not referring to Japan's stock index. I'm actually referring to the <laughs> The Japanese diaspora, many of whom settled in Peru in the 19th and 20th centuries. So the result was not so much of a fusion, but rather an expansion of traditional Japanese flavors using local Peruvian ingredients. Oh, I love the sound of that. What were some of the best things you ate? So I'll tell you first, maybe just even about the space, because I mm. thought that was brilliant. So it's steampunk themed. Okay. Uh, and I actually had to look that up just, you know, uh, to describe that if the term is unfamiliar. It's a neo-vintage genre that takes inspiration from science fiction, classics like the time machine. Yeah, it's super industrial, kind yes. of futuristic, but also Victorian at the same time. Absolutely, right. So they've got these vintage plane propellers that are rotating in this atmosphere and energy of wanderlust that just makes you want to explore. So so in terms of food, their ceviche appetizer was mouthwatering, um, super fresh sea bass that's tossed with corn, sweet potato. Their tacos were also a crowd pleaser. I think every time I looked up, I saw a server bringing one to another table. Um, and just when we didn't think things could get much better, out came the black cod, <sighs> which was served with almond flakes and amarillo yellow chili peppers. That sounds delicious. So, I mean, you're saying tacos there, but also black cod, fine dining, more casual. It's, What's the vibe? It's definitely more on the fine dining uh, side of things. And I would say you have to make an appointment or a reservation. Uh, they've got these timing uh, at 6 and 8 and 10 p.m., I believe. So you've got two-hour windows uh, to finish eating. They must eating. be doing well. They are. And it is located at the address Sky View. So, so it's could, a three-story... on the glass slide afterwards. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the one that upstairs. sounds awesome. Right, we've got time for one more recommendation and we're going to Turkey. Tell us more. Yes, we are going to Turkey. So I'm always in the mood for Turkish food and I have to say the breakfast at Lezzet is my favourite so far. Mm. Now, at heart, Turkish cuisine is not fussy. It's mm-hmm. unpretentious and they've got quality ingredients. And of course, nobody likes making any kind of decisions, even food ones. And that's why we routinely spend, you know, countless hours on Netflix 
Netflix, maybe deciding which show we want to watch. I spend more time scrolling than watching that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, imagine with food, right? And of course, if you're with a group, that means that your meal is going to take longer and then you've got food envy. So... The How invention. are they solving it? Exactly. The invention of the breakfast platter is the oh. answer to this first world problem. So I would say uh, it was just absolutely delicious. So diverse. They had various cheeses, olives, jams, Turkish tahini and molasses, uh, a Turkish version of also clotted cream, which is served with honey, uh, cigar-shaped borek rolls. Uh, and of course, they had also a crowd, also another pleaser, the menimen, which is shakshuka's cousin. Oh, I love um, So that's eggs that are scrambled also in a wonderful mix of sauteed peppers and onions and plenty of spices oh and God, fresh my tomatoes. Mouth, my mouth is <laughs> watering. I think we're watering. both hungry at this point. Oh my point. goodness, now I am. <laughs> to be fair, it's Friday, so I, because we talk about food every Friday afternoon, I treated myself to a nice lunch today. I've been bringing in leftovers all week and I was like, you know what? Friday, I'm going to order and I got a really nice chicken katsu bowl from Common Ground Ooh. and it was delicious. delicious. But it has been a good four hours since I've eaten and you're not helping. <laughs> Okay. Well, these are ideas for dinner then. <laughs> and, you know, they serve this actually all with a bread basket that's got both the simit bread and also pide, which is a thick, fluffy, also type of bread that you can use to scoop up the honey and the dips. So I would say all served with Turkish tea, 99 dirhams. It's a steal and it is the breakfast of sultans. Ooh, and where is it? Uh, so Dubai Hills Mall. Okay. That's close to home as well. Mm -hmm. You superstar. We've had a couple of messages asking about the scavenger hunt. So would you mind just repeating the websites, Nada, when people sure. can find so, out more? Sure, uh, so com or fryingpanadventures.com as well. Thank and you, you can, of course, find all the information on our social media. So big question, where are you going this weekend? What are you eating? I, well, I'm actually going to a Halloween party <laughs> and have yet to choose a costume, which is a, what I'm going to run and try to do now. Ooh, what are you thinking? So it's Harry Potter themed. Oh, that's easy. But that's the thing. I don't want to be Hermione, <laughs> right? Okay. What about Hagrid? No, well, I know. I, I wanted to pay, pay tribute to the to late Hagrid, great. I know, but I wanted to choose someone who was kind of also evil, so obviously Halloween themed. Okay. Uh, and I was going for Bellatrix. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Will this be on your social media? This may. <laughs> <laughs> Have an absolutely amazing time. Thank you. Thank you again. Love absolute having you in pleasure. the studio. Love to hearing what you've been up to. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer and we are talking food this afternoon and a taste of Austria has arrived in town and uh, I'm going to set the mood a little bit. How lovely is that? Cece's is a brand new concept inspired by Austria and to tell us more about well, schnitzels and Viennese rolls is Gaurav Aurora, the CEO at Marista Hospitality, the team behind CC's Eatery. Good afternoon, how are you? Yeah, hi, good afternoon, I'm fine, how are you doing? I'm really well. This, um, when I looked at your menu, I had the biggest smile on my face, so we're going to be exploring the menu, um, because I feel like this is just an area that we haven't really explored food-wise here in Dubai. Now, tell us a little bit before, though, about the name. What, who or what is CC? So, uh, uh, Sisi is inspired by, uh, you know, the, the, the Queen of Austria, Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, uh, people also know her by the name Sisi. And, uh, you know, I, I have spent a lot of my time in Vienna. And I saw the city is, uh, you know, their love for Sisi over there. And that's a time we, you know, and we looked at in, in the UAE market that where there is uh, 
nothing called an Austrian cafe. And cafe as a, as a concept is very, very uh, popular in uh, Vienna. So, so that's a time we thought that it's a, it's a perfect time to bring uh, CCs to Dubai. Did CC like cake? <laughs> To, to to be honest, yes. Okay. So uh, you know, <laughs> you know, our, our entire uh, you know the restaurant design is inspired by CC. So as you walk into the restaurant, the cake display, uh, the stairs, which you know, when you will go in, you will see. Uh, you know, in in her palace, she used to have a room full of cakes. <gasps> so so that's what we have tried to create. Her love for wildflowers. We have tried to create that in in our decor. Uh, her her love for uh, you know uh, the kind of furniture what we have used uh, in the palace. So spiral so, staircases, <laughs> yes, sweet treats. Um, tell us a little bit about the dishes then, because I understand this is what I'm so excited about, Grub. The Kaiser Sham Station. I know I haven't said it right because that's not what I know it as. I know it as Emperor's Mess. Can you tell us a little bit about this dish and why you've decided to give a a whole station to it here in Dubai. So, so Kaiser Schwan is is a is a very popular treat, uh, uh, or I would call it a street food in uh, in Vienna, where people walking on the road and you will find big uh, trolleys of of uh, of Kaiser Schwan station outside the restaurant, and uh, we thought that would be perfect to bring that experience because it's. It, it's what we are trying to create is here is that when you enter uh, the four walls of CCs, we are trying to transform it to you to into Vienna. For anyone who hasn't had, uh, for anyone who hasn't had the, the Kaiser Schmarm, uh how do you describe it? So it's a it's a it's a fluffy pancake uh, basically. So it's it's a fluffy pancake uh, which is which is made with uh, you know they give it with berry compote and a lot of love. Oh, well, so, because, I, because I will not say butter. <laughs> no, listen, butter's butter. <laughs> so never never apologise for butter on Farmer's Kitchen. Um, I had it in Croatia and it was actually a breakfast dish. So it was shredded pancake. And as you say, this lovely fruit compote on the top. And I think there's all different combinations. You can have like, you know, chocolate and hazelnut spread. So I love the fact that it's a, a street food, my kind of street food. And you've got a whole station for it. Let's talk breakfast, though. What other items on the menu if we get to you early so uh, for the breakfast obviously we have we have kept in mind the international uh, flavor as as uae you will see uh, people around the world live in dubai and that's what we wanted to do so you know uh, we have got something which is called a smoky egg in a jar it's a very traditional way of eating an egg in vienna so you know they are practically just two small uh, you know uh, boiled eggs they come in a jar with chives salt and hollandaise sauce so it's a very uh, traditional uh, viennese breakfast then apart from that we have got something with uh, fiery shakshuka which is very traditional very popular in this region we tried our hand on green shakshuka very uh, different uh, more on the healthy side uh, we have got with kale spinach uh, apart from that we also have a austrian breakfast platter so if you really want to transform your, yourself to austria this is the platter to try. So this is cold cuts and cheeses, I'm guessing, some honeys and jams and butter. Correct. Go on, yes. And everything comes from Austria. So, yeah, this will just transform you there. Um, what about come main meals? Do you have any signature dishes that would give us that taste of Austria at CC's? Yes. Uh, uh, on top of the, my, you know, the, the schnitzel, uh, that's, that's what uh, 
the dish which comes from uh, uh, Austria. That's what it's famous for. Uh, the chicken schnitzel we serve in in three different uh, uh, ways. You can have it with veal. Uh, you can have it with turkey, and you can have it with chicken. And the schnitzel uh, is is the most uh, popular dish out of uh, uh, Austria, and it's a must try. Uh, apart from that, we also have tenderloin steak. We have seafood. Uh, we have tofu curry. Uh, for any any vegetarian, uh, you know, who who are looking to explore CCs, so uh, we have uh, tofu curry for them. I want to come back to cake. Basically, yes. playing homage to the Empress Elizabeth. I understand, and I'm not going to test you on this, Gaurav. Um, I understand there are 50 types of cake at CC's. Is that right? <laughs> That's correct. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will see you at Dubai Hills. Um, tell that, us, tell that, us a little bit. <laughs> um, I've I've only ever heard. This is so, it's such a strange coincidence you're on today because we had a lovely Austrian doctor on the show yesterday, Dr. Harald Stossier, and he, as a little gift to us, brought us these mini Vietnamese Sasha Tort. And I had it last night and it was oh, amazing. Yes. And then we're talking today about Austrian sweets. Do you have a Sasha Tort on the menu? And can you explain what it is? Because I'm not 100% sure what I ate. <laughs> so, so, yes, you cannot complete a Viennese cake display uh, without having Sasha Torte. So definitely we do have. Uh, a sako torte and uh, it it is a chocolate cake uh, but it has a layers of apricot jam yeah it was uh, that really, makes it special it was really moist yeah. and then in the, kind of encased in this like a hard chocolate shell it was really really delicious so I'm glad I don't need to go to Austria to get it. A message here from Thomas, age 10, saying, we ate there last week. The chicken snitchel was the best. And my mum loved the Kajitam a lot. She used to visit Vienna often. P.S. The chef was cool. Thanks, Thomas. Good to get a recommendation on the show. Um, And lastly, a little bit about where you are. Gaurav, can you tell us a little bit about how to find you and the team at CC's and most importantly, where I can find my my pancake delight of of, of my dreams? So we are we are in uh, Dubai Hills Mall. Uh, that's what we where we have opened our first location, and more are coming uh, in, in in UAE. Uh, we are we are on the first floor uh, near Gate Number Three. Well, so huge you will not miss it once you I think it's so interesting to think about different cuisines because we are really spoiled here in Dubai, but there are some that have been a bit conspicuous by their absence. And I know we've just had Oktoberfest, which we've been talking a lot about German food, but it's wonderful to have some Austrian representation here and even more accurately, 50 types of cake. Gaurav, thank you so, so much. All the very best to the team. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. And yeah, I'll be in to try the Emperor's Mess very, very soon. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Prepare to have your minds somewhat blown by our next guest. Born in Paris, France, Jan Bernard Hillard is uh, expressing himself through art, taking inspirations from the likes of Jackson Pollock, Pablo Picasso. When he became a chef at age 16, he found food to be his medium. So this signature abstract style was born and he now travels the world creating unrepeatable edible art. He's also the Director of Culinary and Food and Beverage at Bahrain's The Ritz-Carlton. Chef Jan, how are you this afternoon, sir? Very good, very well. Very good afternoon. Good afternoon. Where are you speaking uh, to us from? Where are you in the world? I'm in Bahrain, in the the Ritz-Carlton. Well, I used to live in Bahrain and loved that hotel, so wonderful to have you at the helm. And I'm curious about where your Art has taken you, but I'd love to go back to the beginning, if that's okay. Can you tell us 
about yourself as a child, chef? What were you like? What inspired you? What bored you? Well, I was lucky to grow uh, with uh, my grandparents at the kind of uh, art collection in their house. So I was always surrounded by, uh, by art, by painting, by sculpture. And then uh, I was very early, uh, I started to do street art. And uh, very fast after I discovered art uh, to communicate with mm-hmm. the world. And it really sped up my psychological process to bring uh, mesmerizing avant-garde originality as a way to create. Jan, what were you like at school? Were you engaged or staring out of the window? Was, what were you no, thinking about? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was more about the student at the end of the classroom, uh, close to the heater and watching uh, across the window to see what's happening outside. And well, I must say that I must confess also that I'm hypersensitive. So. My attraction was not too much in school. Mm-hmm. I was not really attracted, so it was difficult to, cut my, to catch my attention. But, nevertheless, it's, uh, I made it a strength. Well, you found art. You found food. When did you realize that food could be your life? It could be your career. Tell us about that decision. Well, um, as I was not doing very well in school, you know, very early in my, uh, in my, uh, in my age, when I was around 14 years old, my parents decided to... Uh, to, to, to maybe take the opportunity to start a catering school in Ecole Hotelier, like St. France. And then I started my journey like that. And uh, I must say that I worked for around 20 years, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I was very never satisfied. I was very never satisfied because I couldn't really express myself. And it's only when I realized and uh, when I discover art and the way to incorporate it in, in my work that I find a very deep sense of my work. And... Um, I must say that um, the natural correlation of the uh, elementary ingredients and the brie and the products that I discover in the kitchen and the techniques and my past and my story bring for me endless possibility. And I love to explore and to look into the mixture of textures, of viscosity, sinuosity, solid, liquid state. And for me, space mm-hmm. is the key while the past and present and future are the source. As I said, you found food as your medium. My goodness, you know, you have painted food canvases all over the world. What's the largest yeah. scale plating you've done? Anything truly enormous or in a very unusual place, Chef? Yes, of course. So I'm uh, very lucky because, well, at the same time, that's working at the Ritz-Carlton behind as director of culinary and food and beverage. I also create my own culinary art movement, uh, which is called Yanesk. And then I had the pleasure to travel over the world. And my uh, recent work was done in uh, Sao Paulo in Brazil, where I could plate up to 30 square meter canvas and paint an entire room about 80 cubic meters. (laughs) What were you painting with? (laughs) What were you painting with? uh, Alone, alone with food. And we have a very famous, uh, great food photographer, Mr. Sergio Quembra. She's one of the leaders in food photography. He's based in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. And I believe that these kind of things can be uh, only done in great cities like uh, Sao Paulo. Or why not Dubai? Why not Dubai? Let's get you on the helipad yeah. at the Burj Al Arab. Chef, I want to keep you with us because I've got lots of questions for you. Chef Yan is with yeah. us this afternoon. He has been called a modern day disruptor, bringing together 
food, abstract art to stunning effect. And I'm curious about how social media, how the photography, how our appetite for it has impacted his career. It is Farmer's Kitchen with me, Helen Farmer, on Dubai I 103.8, talking food. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8. With Spinney's Eat Well, Live Well. We love introducing you to the restaurateurs, the chefs, the taste makers. And speaking now to Chef Yann Bernard Lejard, who was born in Paris and has been called a modern day disruptor for his approach, his signature abstract style, doing plating, painting, food creation, edible art that is completely unrepeatable all over the world. Chef, how do you feel about that phrase, the modern day disruptor? I love it. I mean, it's the best introduction that you could uh, that you could do. I mean, I'm very uh, flattered by this. Um, it's perfect. I think it describe uh, it describes me well. I think it does, given yeah. what what a kind of revolution you are in in so many ways. And I wanted to ask you about you mentioned there the photography when you were doing that large scale plating in. Uh, in Brazil. I, I wondered what impact social media has had on your career when you work in such a visual way. How do you feel about it? Well, um, social media definitely uh, helps a lot because you have the possibility uh, uh, to release and to show your work uh, to the entire world. And this, it's, uh, it's really helping you to have the possibility uh, to, 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 to make yourself uh, known. Um, of course, you can get inspiration from social media, from different social media. Uh, I think it's a very, very good tool, very good tool. And uh, we see now that there is a lot of also of real. So uh, next part of my work must be uh, to show a little bit the backside, yes. uh, the back of the house when I'm uh, when I'm uh, when I'm doing this uh, artwork. We would love to that. Being still a bit uh, confidential. And I'm sure this creativity you know, trickles down to the work you do there at the Ritz-Carlton in Bahrain. Can you tell us a little bit about how you create a dish, if it's not for an event or for photography, something that's on the menu or when you're working with some of your chefs? What's the process like there? Yes, the thing is that uh, I'm very lucky at the Ritz-Carlton Bahrain because we have a lot of restaurants, more than 14 restaurants, and there is one where I have the possibility to cook uh, my own cuisine at LTKBY, La Table Cook by Y. So, uh, this normally the thing is that I have a very clear idea in mind, so I always uh, show. First, I speak with my chef, we have a small meeting. Then one of the things that I don't draw, you know, I don't draw, so I'm lucky to have a team around me who know me for several years, so they, uh, they understand uh, very fast. And then um, we put, make the preparation, and then uh, I show them, I show them, I explain them, I show them, I, I, I do, the, I do the plate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, the thing is that my work is in constant evolution, so it's very uh, difficult. Uh, I'm never satisfied with a plate. I always have to improve it or to change it. Even if I focus myself on the taste, the taste remains the same, but I'm always looking for the beauty of the plate. So I'm constantly uh, changing my plating. This is something um, that is part of my uh, that is part of my philosophy. It can be ex- I can explain it. Well, it's, it's not complex, very easy to understand, but uh, it's part of my work. Chef- and then, of course, there is the sourcing of the ingredients, etc. We've had a question here from Will saying, "What makes the best paint?" So, what are some of your favorite ingredients to work with? So I look. Uh, I like a purple color. I like the black. Actually, I like I like contrast. I like the black or I like the white. 
Uh, I mean, charcoal powder, edible charcoal powder, organic uh, edible charcoal powder is uh, extremely good uh, for the black. And in white, you have different uh, ingredients uh, that you can use. So I like black, white. And then most of my work, I use uh, juice that I reduce or that I give different texture with other elements. And then this gives me the possibility uh, to, to use different colors. But I must say that I have a preference for the black. Well, I have to say, you are an absolute must-follow on Instagram. It's so beautiful. And for anyone that's eaten your food, I know that flavour is, uh, is absolutely as important as, as form and fashion. So thank you, Chef Jan. Really do appreciate your time. I know you're incredibly busy. And for anyone that does want to follow you on social media, how can we find you? YBL. Y.B.L. YBL. It's very simple. Yann Bernard Lejar. It's my initial. And there is also a Yann-esque. And of course, uh, La Table Krug and there is Carlton behind. Well, come to Dubai soon. I'm sure we can find you a 30 square metre area to have some fun with as long as I can be there with a fork to help tidy up afterwards. Chef, thank you so, so much for your time. Wishing you a wonderful weekend ahead. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are meeting not one, but two chefs this afternoon. We're in conversation with a pair of incredible, incredible creators who are there at Laguna Beach Tavern. It's opening very soon at Sofitel The Palm. Juan Vasquez is joining us, the chef de cuisine and executive chef, Kevin Fleming as well. Kevin, great to have you with us. Can you tell us a little bit about your work as exec chef at the property? Hi, good afternoon, Helen. Great to have you with us. And especially on a Friday, I know you're very busy over there. What, what is keeping you busy? I was just in between lunch and dinner operations at the moment. Bless you. Eleven rooms here in the hotel, um, five hundred and fifty rooms. So we have a lot of people here currently over the UK half term to feed. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dubai is busy, and we're a hungry bunch. Um, you have some fantastic restaurants there at Sofitel the Palm, and I'm curious a little bit to understand where you feel the the gap was for you to launch um the laguna beach tavern what what who are you who are you looking after there with that chef well we're trying to attract uh, outside clientele and of course uh, offering for in-house guests what we were missing was that kind of sit by the beach lounge mediterranean feel so mm. at the start of the summer we uh, opened the Laguna Lounge and now 2.0 has arrived with the Laguna Taverna, more focused on restaurants. Now, we're going to be joined now by Chef Juan, but before I put his, his fade up and, and to spare his blushes, I'm curious because I know an awful lot of resumes would have passed your desk for this job. What stood out for you for the, your brand new Chef de Cuisine? Um, it's a long time coming to restaurants, so I had a lot of time and maybe too much time to hire the right candidates. I spoke to Anne on the phone a couple of months ago. We had a long conversation, maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Something that came across to me is his passion for fresh produce, and particularly Mediterranean produce, which we're kind of showcasing in Taverna. So I thought he'd be a great fit. He's hit the ground running. He's really running the operation like it's his own restaurant. Good stuff. That's what we want to hear. Chef Juan, welcome to Dubai and welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Miss. How are you? It's a lovely day today, yeah? It's a beautiful day. I think everyone's in a great mood. It's Friday. The weather's cooling down. We've got new restaurants opening all over Dubai, including yours. Where are you from originally, Chef? Yes, uh, my mother is from South America, but I raised all 
I born and raised in Amsterdam, Holland. Yeah, Amsterdam. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So we're getting all sorts of different cuisines and influences yes. and, and flavors. Um, tell us yeah. about the food then that we're going to be able to find at Taverna. Chef Kevin there mentioning that kind of Mediterranean feel. Can you make us hungry with some of your favorite dishes? Yeah, just for sure. When uh, when I was a kid, uh, all the time I traveled to Spain, uh, Italy, from the south of the French, and I get the inspiration for get uh, the lovely menus and the things. And I get the opportunity to come here for Laguna and Taverna restaurant and uh, Sofi Talpam. Uh, what's lovely, the best dishes I can put on the table is uh, octopus carpaccio. With, uh, for me, this is one of the best ones. And another one is the tree of carpaccio, the gambero rosso with the spinach and chorizo. A lovely combination we make with, between Spain and Italy. Actually, our concept is a Greek cuisine. And that's the reason why we try to do our best. with the work with the best products in the market and work with the fresh items. As soon as possible, we're going to have also fish display, fresh fish. We're going to grill it from the jaspers and all the things. It sounds like some of these dishes, you've got nowhere to hide on the produce. It's really about making those ingredients sing. Um, so really exciting to hear about that. And Kevin, can I ask then about, I guess, how, how it does work, you know, in, in terms of finding the best suppliers and making sure that the diners are having the absolute best on their plates. What kind of challenge is that behind the scenes? Uh, we have lots and lots of tastings on, Helen. Maybe you should come in one afternoon and you can I'd join love us. love to. <laughs> so, so one example, we had a couple of months ago, uh, just uh, before Juan arrived actually in the property, we had an olive tasting. So myself and um, Mr. Uh, Antonio, Director of Operations, sat down and went through 22 different olives. Oh my goodness. I don't know if that would be good for you or bad for you. <laughs> did so, they, how did you, did you make notes? How on earth do you do that? It's when we have a like gelato tasting or oh some sort of dash. Olives are okay because you know you can go through the olives and decide which one ones you pick. So we have maybe twenty five, thirty dishes on the menu. So each dish, each product was tested, you know, throughout our our great suppliers to see who had the best the best item to use on the menu. And Kevin, talk to us about the space, because I feel like, you know, yes, of course, we go out for food and I go out so I don't have to cook. But I also go to have that sense of escapism, you know, sometimes to be in a completely different environment to, you know, do a bit of people watching and, and have a, what feels like a bit of a bit of a break from life. Can you walk us through the space and how it all comes together to create that sense of escape? Um. The idea for the, the lounge, inspired by the Greek islands and the restaurants you have there, it's feet in the sand, table, chairs, very kind of laid back, casual, great ambiance, super view off the Palm Jumeirah. And the stuff that's on the menu is the things you'd like to eat if you were sitting on a Greek island in a little taverna there. You know, it is fresh food, as you said, you commented that there's no place to hide and the produce needs to speak for itself. I want to talk desserts. Chef Juan, what have you got planned for a sweet ending to our meals there at Taverna? Yes, we work with a really incredible lot of pastry chefs here in the company. Uh, our really signature dish is the chocolate namalak. It's like a really light chocolate mousse. It's a really tasty thing, really for sure for the families. The kids love it. We have uh, good feedback from our um, seniors and they really like it about the It's thing. chocolate. What's not to like? Kevin, we've had a message here. Is it open? When is it opening? Good question. Thank you for that, Mol. When, when, okay. when, when can we come in and have a taste of that octopus carpaccio and put our feet in the sand? Saturday, the 5th of November, 12 o'clock. 
Dum dum dum. How exciting. How what what is it like then bringing something that you've been working on so hard for so long? Is it nerve-wracking, exciting, mixture of both? Oh, very very exciting. I've been involved in a few restaurant openings, few hotel openings in my career and it's always going from concept to plan to execution to actual delivery. It's very, very exciting. And I think everyone in the hotel is excited that the restaurant's about to open. Well, a wonderful addition to the palm, it sounds like. Uh, chefs, lovely to have you with us. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we'll be coming through and coming to your office and seeing what is on offer there at the brand new Laguna Taverna at Sofitel the Palm. Um, if you want more information on that, head over to Sofitel the Palm's website. And I have to say, we go there a lot for the pool. It's on Privily. It's a great place for families. It really, really is. And a lovely breakfast too. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are talking food on the show this afternoon. A bit of a spooky end to your week, because if you're anything like me, you've been loading up your trolley with, uh, well, candy in anticipation for the marauding children that could be coming over this weekend trick-or-treating to help us guide what should be going in those trolleys. Talk trends as well, plus the inspiration for what's on the shelves at Spinney's. Delighted to be joined by Joanne Black, the commercial manager for groceries. What are you going to be getting dressed up as for Halloween, Joanne? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great starting question. Um, do you know what? I'm a, I'm a big fan of cats. I've got two cats at home, so I'm probably going to go as a witch. It's probably the easiest costume to pull together with them as my little sidekicks. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm... I'm I'm a family of dog lovers and my five-year-old wants to go as Cruella from 101 Dalmatians and I've been instructed and you do not mess with this kid that I'm going to be one of the Dalmatians. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> a so, so full menagerie at our house. Um, so we have been doing a bit of a bit of DIY costumes but as I said, also stocking up on um, the essentials to be truthful, the essentials because I mean, you're from the UK like me. Trick-or-treating wasn't a massive thing for us. I think a bit of stranger danger. However, Come to the UAE, you've got a big American influence, you know, living in kind of often gated communities and knowing your neighbours, it's massive. So can we talk about some of the trends that you've spotted that you've brought here to Dubai? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Halloween here for us is just growing and growing every year. You know, we see things absolutely fly off the shelf, whether it's food, candy, biscuits. Um, decorating kits you know our customers just can't get enough of them and I think this year in particular where there are those you know reduced restrictions and people are feeling a little bit more confident about socializing and spending time um, gathering with one another I think we are in for another massive massive year um, in terms of trends and what we're seeing with our customers um, baking and decorating at home so whether that That's be nice. you know yeah I mean it's like the haunted uh, the haunted houses and the haunted cookie kits um, this has been you know a massive trend for us that we've seen um, in the US and it's it's nice because it's not just associated to associated to that one day mm. um it can be done by families in the run-up to the event and it gets the kids doing something that's quite creative at home yeah, I, we always uh, like that kind of i guess shared experience and you know i literally posted a, a posted a video on my instagram this morning of my failed um pumpkin pancakes but even when it doesn't go well it's still it's still fun and you know as long as you get your basic basic structure of your haunted house let the kids go a bit wild on the the icing cobwebs um i think that's fab and then then i'm sure we're moving into some gingerbread houses in about a month's time as well <laughs> well actually helen they're already on the shelf um, <laughs> I'm sure I'll come back to you in a couple of weeks or so where we can talk about the Christmas 
gingerbread house. <laughs> so, and what what about where you're kind of sourcing from? Because I have noticed a lot of kind of American brands, and I guess a lot of the things that I'd I don't know heard about when I was growing up or watched in movies, and I'm like, oh wow, these are actually a thing, and I can buy them. How how does it work with sourcing? <laughs> yeah, they are they are a real a real thing and a real brand. Um, yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. Um, we we do we source we do source from all over the world, um, in particularly on the impulsive, indulgent, treaty areas. Um, we do take a lot of inspiration from from the US and from also from Canada. Um, so we've got some really big brands this year that we've brought over from the states. Um, Bakery Bling uh, is one of those, great name. Um, it's really perfect for those hands-off bakers. So the ones that still want to create something beautiful and Instagram-worthy, but without all of the mess and the fuss. <laughs> That's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's also a lot of big brands that are doing a kind of Halloween twist on some of their kind of well-known things. So, I mean, Cadbury's Cream Eggs I grew up with, but there's a Cadbury's Halloween goo head that I saw on the shelves this morning. Yeah. Oreos yeah. are doing some... Snickers, um, yeah, it's it, the list goes on and on. Everyone's getting on the Halloween train. What are some of your favourites? They absolutely are. Um, I mean, the Goo Goo Heads uh, go down a tree in my in my household. Um, the Oreos, I think I've, I've brought probably half the uh, the amount that we've been stocking in Spinnies. I'm a big fan of Oreos in general, anyway. Um, they the brands really are getting behind it. You know, they know there is an appetite for for this with our customers, um, and they're jumping on the Halloween bandwagon, and it and it's working. And I mean, we're all allowed a treat day from from time to time, and I think mine is going to be a whole a whole treat weekend. Um, and what about some of the top sellers that you've noticed historically, or even is it too soon to to talk about what re- really resonating with customers this year? So um, our top spooky sellers, uh, as we call them at Spinnies this year, uh, would include the spooky chocolate pumpkin nets, which you've probably seen in store. So these absolutely fly off the shelf. Um, that's been followed by our spooky chocolate eyeballs, uh, which is another crowd pleaser with both adults and children. Um, so it's those perfect um, chocolate balls that can go into trick-or-treating. You know, they can go in as a snack. Um, it's just quite a universal product, really. Um, and then in third place, we've, we've got a new entry this year, which has come all the way from Canada. And that's our create-a-treat scary chocolate graveyard. Um, so again, we talked about building on the trend of the baking kits that's just absolutely exploded. Um, it's thrown off the shelves and it's probably because it's just a little bit easier to make compared to constructing a whole wonky haunted house kit yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, we've, we've been there with the, with the structural issues. So, so okay, that's interesting. I haven't, uh, I haven't had a go at that, but we're having a little Halloween camping trip and I was looking for some activities for the kids so I might see if I can, see if I can nab one of the last ones on the shelves. And I also wanted to ask about the kind of local representation as well because you always do some lovely collaborations with Lime Tree Cafe and is, is that going to be the case for Halloween as well? Yes, absolutely. So we do we do partner with Lime Tree on a on a lot of seasonal events, and we love to support and work with our with our local businesses as much as possible. And Lime Tree have been super reciprocal in in delivering on that. And some of the products they have have launched with us have been fantastic. Um, this year we've got a lovely range of Halloween cookies. Um, and like I said earlier, we'll probably be talking to you again about some of the Christmas stuff we'll be doing with Lime Tree. So yeah, fantastic range from those guys. The other thing I'd kind of like to highlight is. I know, I know, I know. We're not supposed to be talking about Christmas today, but I did have a sneak peek at the, the Spinney's 
Christmas offering. Um, and actually, some of the accessories, the napkins, the decorations, the plates from the likes of talking tables and the quality, I just feel like is absolutely brilliant. So for anyone that is looking to host a kind of a bit of a Halloween afternoon tea or having people over on Sunday afternoon or Monday night, make sure you get the full experience because there's some really, really lovely things there, Joanne. So well done, I guess. I know you guys work so far in advance. Um, you're probably already thinking about Easter now. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, in Easter, Easter is practically done. <laughs> wow, isn't that that is just amazing? I mean, I the mind boggles. It really, really does. But it's a real kind of festival of spooky fun in store right now. So, Joanne, thank you so much for all the hard work that's been going on behind the scenes, so we can all have a really, really fun festive weekend. And if we're going to get just one thing for our uh, for our Halloween treats, what would be your top pick? Oh, that's a, that's a hard one. You're asking me to pick like who's my favourite child. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I would I would say if it was your if it was one thing you had to pick up from Spinney's um, that you really want to show stop at a an event or a party, I would honestly go for anything from the Bakery Bling range. It's been a beautiful range that we've launched this year. Um, we've had so much great feedback, so that would probably probably be my recommendation. Go for Bakery Bling. I'm really <laughs> glad you didn't say the giant pumpkin that's in my local store because it is about the size of a mini cooper <laughs> and my my daughter keeps on saying could we get that one i, th- I, was like, I don't think that one's for sale <laughs> it is enormous but yeah this, the staff are doing a brilliant job and they're always lots of lovely finishing touches in the deli counter and you know just these just these attention to detail so don't think it doesn't it goes unnoticed it really really doesn't john black commercial manager for groceries at spinney's wishing you a wonderfully spooky halloween weekend and uh I'll try my best to contain myself when I swing by the store this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.